Well, it's a cold one out there, but it's a good one. Happy Monday morning. I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for tuning in to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. It is 7 a.m. on this Monday, January 15th, and we've got some stuff to do to grow in holiness today. And let us begin that with our work of prayer and our morning offering. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I hope you're doing all right this morning. It is certainly cold outside, and it has been all weekend. This is not a shock. This is not a surprise. I thought it was cold on Saturday. I didn't know how cold it was until yesterday morning when we went out to go visit some family, and we opened that front door, and it's been about a year since we've had negative temperatures, and I don't miss them. I, I, I understand why I didn't think about them, why, why I didn't miss them. But, you know, I, I want to say this. Every time I went outside and I thought, oh, my goodness, it is cold. It is bitterly cold. I do not want to be out here. This is terrible. This, You know what? I could whine and whine and whine about how cold it is all day long. Or every time I go outside and that wind bites your face or your hands, if you don't have gloves on, I hope you have gloves on, you could say, all right, Lord, this is not pleasant, but I want to offer this moment of suffering as, as trivial as it may be, as brief as it may be, I want to offer it for someone who needs it, a soul in purgatory who could benefit from just this moment of suffering right here. What an incredible opportunity we have. Today on the show, we are going to hear about a couple of different things. We have pro-life activities starting up this week, so we're going to have a visit from our friends at the Respect Life Apostolate here in St. Louis. We're going to hear about rejoicing always, no matter what, an important and uh, particularly appropriate theme for a cold day. You can go outside and be like, oh, this is terrible, or you can rejoice always, no matter what. And then later on, we're going to hear a uh, two-part reflection on confession. So that's all ahead on the show today. Let's find out if this cold will break. For that, we go to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. Paul the Hermit. Born in Egypt around 227, Paul lost both of his parents by the time he was 15. Deeply devoted to his faith, he pursued a life of learning and became known for his wisdom. However, during the persecution of the Roman Emperor Decius, Paul's life, like those of all Christians, was put at risk and he had to go into hiding. For a while, he stayed with his sister, but became concerned his brother-in-law would betray him. So he fled into the desert, finding refuge in a cave. There, Paul stayed with the intention of returning when it was safe. However, he grew fond of the isolation and eventually resolved to stay and pray. A nearby spring provided water, and according to legend, a raven every day delivered half of a loaf of bread. Paul dedicated his life to prayer for all those still in the world, becoming Christianity's very first hermit. Eventually, he was discovered and people would come to him seeking guidance and wisdom. One of those people was St. Anthony of Egypt, and ahead of his first visit with Paul, the raven brought a full loaf of bread. He lived to be 112, and it was St. Anthony who discovered Paul after he died 
and he buried him. St. Paul the Hermit, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed Friday. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. An offering to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. My loving Jesus, out of the grateful love I bear thee, and to make reparation for my unfaithfulness to grace, I give thee my heart, and I consecrate myself wholly to thee, and with thy help I propose to sin no more. For many years, it was a staple of the month of January that we were figuring out where we're getting in a car, a bus, a plane, a train, whatever it may be, to head out to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. And since the repeal of Roe v. Wade, one of the things that has become abundantly clear is that our pro-life work isn't over. It has just shifted more to the home front, to our local communities, to our states. And at this point, you know, dare I say, the emphasis is on reaching hearts with the truth. And so I'm happy to have with us today on Roadmap to Heaven as we begin a week focused on pro-life around the nation, especially in our Catholic churches, Mary Varney and Madeline Applebaum from the Respect Life Apostolate here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Mary, it's good to have you with us today. Thank you, Adam, so much. It's good to be here. Mary, it really has shifted over these past few years, our focus from looking at the national level to this local level, and we see the campaign state by state by state saying, do you think abortion ought to be permissible? And sadly, so many in the culture are saying, yes, I do. I think that's a fundamental thing, and uh, whatever we can do to make that happen, which really reminds us of the importance of not just working for a political ends or overturning laws. Right. That's not what we focus on here on Correct. the radio. Here, we're talking about changing hearts to yes. say that right Right is right and wrong is wrong, and innocent life in the womb is life worthy of protection. Absolutely. So with this kind of change in focus, I know for your office, that means there are some new offerings and a new way of doing things in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, and that's going to be all week this week and beyond. So tell us, what do we have to look forward to in these nine days for life? Absolutely. So we start with the reason why we all gather, which, as Adam said, it's to focus on the legal protection of unborn children. So ever since, and maybe even a few years before, the church has established January 22nd as the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children, which falls on the Roe v. Wade anniversary each year. So to start us off um, today, Monday, we have just started the entire Catholic Church here in the U.S. and beyond has started the Nine Days for Life Novena, which surrounds starts on today the 16th and goes through the 24th to wrap the January 22nd day of prayer and the Roe v. Wade anniversary in prayer as our focus, as our fundamental place to start, to change hearts, to save lives. And so we here at the Archdiocese are really promoting the novena starting to start us off with. But then we also have our Thursday, January 18th, Pro-Life Holy Hour for Young Adults. It starts at 7 o'clock at the Cathedral Basilica and is really targeted to our young adults, where if you look at the statistics, um, both statewide and nationally, is the target for the abortion industry. So obviously our hearts are with the young adults, and we invite the young adults, Catholic and otherwise, to come and pray with us each year on the eve of the March for Life. 
And then on Friday, we know of at least nine Catholic schools, parishes, and high schools going to the March for Life still. So we as an archdiocese, including the Respect Life Office, the Office of Education and Formation, and the Office of Youth Ministry, we all gathered together and compiled a list, four pages of resources. We have a copy here in front of Adam right now on different things they can do before, during, and after the march to prepare them for that spiritual pilgrimage. And you can get this, too. This is not just an exclusive copy for Adam Wright. You can go to the Respect Life website, (laughs) which is... STLRespectLife.org. That's STLRespectLife.org, and that document is on there. Yeah, Mary and Madeline don't like to keep all the goodies to themselves. They like to share the goodies. And we do share them beyond Adam and the Covenant and Roadmap to Heaven staff, for sure. Well, I, I know that uh, a big part of this is prayer and holy hours. You shared about the Absolutely. young adult holy hour on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. again at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. Um, looking at the resources you brought, there's going to be parishes throughout the archdiocese having observances on Monday the 22nd, Sunday the 21st, and other dates as well. Again, you can go to the Respect Life Apostolate uh, website for that. But another great part of this is that we gather for probably the, the highest form of prayer. Not probably. I, I don't know why I say that. Definitively the highest form of prayer <laughs> we have this side of heaven, and that is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And that's something coming up that we want to share about as well. Yes, we have this Saturday and that is January 20th at 8 o'clock a.m. at the Cathedral Basilica. We have our monthly pro-life mass, but this one we actually call our um, Archdiocesan Roe v. Wade Memorial Mass. So every January before Roe v. Wade was overturned, we always had a very big uh, mass um, with a procession, a rose procession that signified every year that we'd have someone walk in, for every year that Roe v. Wade had been placed in our legal system. And so now with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, we've, um, of course, things have moved, like you said, down to the states, but we still want to recognize and remember Roe v. Wade so that we hope and pray it never happens again. And um, so we have our mass this Saturday, January 20th at 8 o'clock at the Cathedral Basilica, and we have Father Anthony Wick, who is a Jesuit from the White House retreat. He will be the celebrant. And at this Mass following it, we will have exposition of the uh, Blessed Sacrament, and we'll pray a rosary during that time, and then we'll end the morning with benediction. The whole prayer event should be done by 930. And I love how, as part of this, it's not just prayer for the unborn and the legal protection of the unborn. It's prayer for the conversion of hearts. You know, there's... Man's law, and then there's the natural law. And, you know, if we would all just recognize God's will and follow his will and observe the natural law, a lot of these conversations would be unnecessary. Um, But, you know, that's not the state of the world. We live in a fallen world, and luckily we have a Savior who loves us and stepped into our mess to offer us salvation, to offer us redemption. And that leads to another beautiful prayer intention of this Mass, is that for those who have been wounded by abortion, whether they have procured one themselves. They've assisted in procuring an abortion, ending the life of an unborn child, or have been affected in some way, shape, or form. That's not the final answer. As much as the devil would like us to believe, well, there's no coming back from that, God says there is coming back from that. And and not only can you and I pray for those who are affected in this way, but we also have resources available as well. So, 
on March 1st, we're calling uh, anyone who has been wounded by abortion or impacted by it negatively in some way, whether you're a parent who made that tragic choice or had that tragic choice forced on you or someone in your family or friend, we want to invite you to our Holy Family Hope and Healing Ministry Retreat, March 1st through 3rd, for to experience God's forgiveness, healing, and hope with your life. And this is a retreat that's um, based in the St. Louis area, but anyone within the listening area is welcome to attend. And you can receive more information on that at just by going to stlrespectlife.org or sending us an email to prolife at archstl.org. We will help get you started on your healing journey or continue your healing journey. Because as Adam said, um, the the abortion is not the final end. Uh, God's forgiveness and love and restoration are. Yeah, and, and freely available to those who seek him out. And Mary, one of the things I, I really love about your office, about the good pro-life work here in all of our listening area, in all of the diocese in our many pro-life parish leaders, yeah. is that it's not uh, an act of judgment to say, you know, if you did this, uh, you're you're a terrible, horrible person, and, and we never want to... No, that, that's not it at all. If, no. if, if that's your conception of what the pro-life work is, you know, put that aside, because it's all about we love you. It's about we recognize that life is full of difficult situations, yes. challenging situations, and especially when there are these challenging and difficult situations Sometimes the weight of that and the gravity of that can be more than we can bear, and you don't have to bear it alone. Exactly. And so this is a beautiful—I know I know people who have been on this retreat and some of the predecessor retreats, and they would all say the same thing. This is a beautiful opportunity to come spend time with Jesus and say, I don't want to carry this weight anymore. I want to, I want to hand this over to you. And the resources that the Respect Life Apostolate here in St. Louis have compiled for these retreats are just phenomenal. So, again, I would encourage, if, if that's you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to seek our Lord out. There's, there's a wonderful opportunity for you to meet him. stlrespectlife.org or email prolife at archstl.org for more information. Uh, as our friend Pat Castle likes to say, uh, you know, all in Christ for pro-life. Pro life. Absolutely. So let, let's go every day this week and live out that mission. Mary and Madeline, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having us, Adam. Thank you. A prayer for the gift of wisdom. Great is the wisdom of the Lord. God Almighty, your wisdom includes an understanding of what is fair, what is logical, what is true, what is right, and what is lasting. It mirrors your pure intellect. I entreat you to grant me such wisdom that my labors may reflect your insight. Your wisdom expands in your creations, displaying complexity and multiplicity. Your wisdom is an eternity ahead of man. May your wisdom flourish forever. Amen. It's another week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and I want to share with you, without spoiling it, I am very excited about this week's theme, but to find out what that is, I'm going to turn it over to Patty Schneier. Well, this week, I want to talk about 
Many of the reasons that I love the sacrament of reconciliation. I love sacramental confession. The first reason I love it, as I've stated many times before, it's the sacrament of a happy heart. Secondly, we have a place to go when we blow it. We can get rid of the garbage and start anew every time we go to confession. And thirdly, it's physical. We assume a position of contrition. We hear the words come out of our mouths, and we don't just gloss over sin, but we must physically go to a priest. And then we're totally restored to ourselves to the church and with God. All of these things are reasons that I love about confession. But there's one more aspect, one more aspect that I love about confession. And that is the penance that we receive from the priest. I am amazed by the grace of the sacrament of holy orders that the priests are able to dispense sometimes the perfect penance, one that may seem like no big deal, but in actuality is exactly what I need. I am also continuously amazed by the graces that flow from the penance itself. So this week, I want to dive into penance, and I'm going to give just give thanks for this tremendous gift, and I'm going to share some of the penances, believe it or not, that I have received, ones that have made a difference in my life, and I'm going to share why in the hopes that you have a renewed appreciation for the penance that you might receive at your next confession— And then be on the lookout for the silent miracles that are contained in them as God's personal gift to you. So I had to go back and think about some of my most momentous confessions and some of the penances that I remember. Usually if you remember the penance, there's a reason. So this first one I want to share, actually, again, I'm being vulnerable again. I'm sharing you the penances that God, God, through the priest, has given me. This first one goes back to 2010. And the reason why I remember it is because... It was a priest in Bismarck, North Dakota, who in giving me this penance, gave me a prayer card with this written on it. And here's what the prayer card said. My God, I desire to do and to endure everything today for love of you. That's all it said. My God, I desire to do and to endure everything today for love of you. And that was actually a quote from St. Bernadette. I received this penance. It was a priest. He handed me the prayer card with this quote, and he just told me to say this. Now, I still have it. I still look at it. I have memorized it over the years. And when I get frustrated, the words just come to my heart. My God, I desire to do and to endure everything today for love of you. Sometimes you got to say it gritting your teeth, right? I'm going to endure this, but I'm going to do it for love of you. Now, what a gift in my life to be reminded. The key here is, is that I desire. Sometimes I forget that I should want to desire to do and endure everything for the love of God. So I need to be reminded of this. I need to write it down. I need to put it in a place where I'm going to see it daily. That's sometimes what we need to do with these penances. So again, this was just a penance that was life-changing for me. My God, I desire to do and to endure everything today for love of you. Say that over and over again, maybe, and you will be in the company of St. Bernadette. And I thank God for that priest for giving me that prayer card. I told you I was excited, and I love it because penances aren't just things we have to get in confession. It's something that we can take a good penance and apply it to life each and every day. So I'm excited to hear some of these penances, and hopefully they'll change our lives too. I'll never forget a time. It had been a while since I had made a really good confession, and I had really, unfortunately, stacked up quite the list of sins, including some mortal sins that I'm not proud of. And 
Father said to me, do you pray the rosary every day? And I said, I try to. And he said, but do you? And I said, not every day. And he said, all right, well, for your penance, I would like to give you the rosary every day. You'll pray the rosary every day for a month. Can you do this? And uh, I said, I want to try, Father. I want to say yes. I, I don't want to say that I can't do it. And he said, well, he was very serious. He said, can you do this? And I said, Father, I think so. I think I can do it. Hard, hard penance for someone who wasn't in that habit of praying the daily rosary at the time. But what a great penance it was. And I'll tell you this. One of the reasons I I later in talking with him found out was because you hear it all the time on our airwaves. Bishop Hugh Clooney said this. If you pray the rosary every day, you can't persist in mortal sin. You're either going to give up the rosary or you're going to give up the sin. And that's God's grace in action. So what's, which one would you rather have, the rosary every day or mortal sin? I hope you have a good answer to that question. Uh, hint, it's the rosary. You'd rather pray the rosary if you want to get to heaven. You'd rather pray the rosary every day than commit mortal sins. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Roadmap to Heaven, where not only do we ask the hard questions, which would you rather do, persist in mortal sin or pray the rosary, but we give you the answers. If you're smart, you would pray the rosary every day instead of persisting in mortal sin. Here's a newsflash, though. We're not always all that smart, myself included. So let's remind one another. Let's grow with one another on the path to holiness, embracing our universal call to holiness. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Have a blessed day. Pray your rosary today.